This evening we'll look into 1 Kings chapter 18, and I'll read verse 30. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30, it says, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. As Christians, it's vital that the personal altar of our heart remains in good condition, that our prayer life is in good condition, because like Elijah, we want to be able to pray in faith and know that God will answer our prayers according to his word. God used the prophet Elijah to call the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, back to serving him. He had done this by first going to King Ahab, telling him that there would be a drought in the land. And then some three and a half years later, he went to him again and by that used him to create a contest between the Lord God and the pagan gods Baal and Astarte, or the groves, as it says here. He used King Ahab because through this, it was King Ahab, when Elijah confronted him, that called the people and the prophets of Baal and the grove to Mount Carmel. When the people of Israel arrived there, they found Elijah there to represent the God of Israel and 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Astarte there gathered against him. And Elijah put forth a challenge asking them a question. How long halt ye between two opinions? He's trying to say, how long are you going to try to go two different directions at a fork in the road? President Ronald Reagan had an aunt who, when he was a young man, took him to a a cobbler to have him make uh, young Ronald a new pair of shoes. The cobbler asked young Ronald Reagan, would you like square toes or round toes for those shoes? Well, he was unable to decide, so he didn't say anything. So the cobbler gave him a few more days and finally he met him in the street one day and asked him again, what kind of toes did he 
want on those shoes? You want square or you want round? Well, again, Reagan, he, he couldn't decide. So finally, the shoemaker told him, well, you come by the store in, in a few days and I'll have those shoes ready for you. Well, when the future president did so, he found one of the shoes, it was square, and the other was round toe. This will teach you to never let people make decisions for you, the cobbler told his indecisive customer. Said, I learned right then and there, Reagan said later, if you don't make your own decision, someone else will. Well, certainly we want to make our decision to follow Christ. If not, the enemy has a way of making that decision for us as to which direction that will go. The nation of Israel had followed wicked King Ahab and wicked Jezebel into Phoenician idolatry. And in this, the people then conjoined the worship of God with the worship of pagan idols. These are two directions that, that are opposite. And this is why Elijah asked them, how long halt ye? Or how long will you allow this to cripple you? So Elijah now called for a contest where each side would offer a, a sacrifice. They would prepare it, place it upon the wood, but put no fire under it. And then he said, well, the prophets of Baal and of the grove, they can call upon their gods. He said, but I will call upon the name of the Lord. And which God then answers by fire, we'll let him be God. Well, the people who had first not responded at all listened to this and said, it is well spoken. Why, this is a good plan. Let's do it. Let's determine this. Well, of course, Elijah, he let the other side go first. They had the advantage if their God could answer by fire in the story, he would win. Well, the prophets of Baal here in the 18th chapter, it says they cried from morning to noon. Then after that, they started getting worked up. They began to leap on the altar. Elijah, watching this, began to mock them, to taunt them. Well, maybe you should try crying louder. Uh, perhaps your gods are, are asleep, or they're on a journey. Well, this just simply got them more worked up. After a while, they began to cut themselves, let their blood gush out, but of course, we know nothing happened. They did this till midday, and even they finally gave up, and it says they prophesied 
until the evening. I believe it's important for us to consider the steps then that Elijah took once it was his turn. The people, the children of Israel had had strayed far from their God. They were confused spiritually. And so Elijah said, as was read in the text, come near unto me. He was wanting them to witness how to get a prayer through to God. So the the people, they, they drew near unto Elijah. Well, that's a, a lesson to us. We, when we want to receive from God, it's, it's so very important that we purpose in our heart to draw close to the Lord. Like he was wanting those people to be able to to see what would happen. Why we want to put ourselves in a place where, where God can begin to speak to our hearts. And that happens by the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as we need God, as we need to receive from God, the Holy Spirit is faithful to draw us to the Lord. Well, we find that then Elijah took 12 stones and began to repair the altar of the Lord. It had been broken down, probably by the enemy, also by neglect. And he took 12 stones, according to the number, it says, of the tribes of Jacob or Israel. This this is important because for 60 years at this point, they had been a divided nation. The nation of Israel was the northern 10 tribes. The southern Judah and Benjamin made up the southern kingdom. So it's interesting that Elijah wanted nothing to do with that. No, the promises by God were made to the 12 tribes. There was to be no division. We serve a God of unity, and we cannot come before him divided. No, we, we need to be in unity with God, with his word, and with one another. So Elijah, after he had set those stones up, he dug a trench around that altar and had them bring four barrels of water. You can imagine that would be very costly after a a three-and-a-half-year drought. And had them pour that water over the sacrifice. He then told them, do it again. And then do it a third time. Well, we can understand he wanted them to know that uh, there were no tricks here. Uh, There's no hidden fire under that, that wood. 
He wanted there to be no question how God would do it. But also you can look at it as their need and our need to make a complete sacrifice. There the altar was repaired. It was properly put together. The wood was placed on it. The sacrifice was placed on it. And then with that water, uh, why it was cleansed top to bottom, really over and over again, that water ran out. But even after that, Elijah asked even for the trench to be filled with water. Well, we too must be willing to make a complete sacrifice. Paul to the Romans in chapter 12, verse 1, said that we are to present ourselves a living sacrifice, our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Elijah knew how to make this sacrifice, and we know the sacrifice that God is calling from our lives. The people could also understand in looking at what Elijah had prepared, that it was impossible for something uh, to come up from within that sacrifice to consume that sacrifice. And that's something that, that we need to understand. It, it, it is not possible for you and I to work up the Spirit of God. No, the Spirit of God must come down from above and do the work in our heart and in our life for whatever we need from God. We need to empty ourselves before the Lord. I think of those rocks that he placed there, those 12 rocks. Maybe for you and I, those 12 rocks could be like our consecrations. Those things that need to be there, they need to be in order. They, they need to be placed there. Elijah didn't place those stones there and then remove them. No. He did so according to God's word. And you and I need to be willing to take those things that are precious to us, our family, our spouse, our kids, our job, our possessions, those things that we hold dear, we need to be able to put those at the altar and leave them there and entrust them to God. Finally, again, our, our life, like the sacrifice that was placed on that altar, our life must be on the altar. The Apostle Paul to the Galatians told them that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And in fact, in the, in the tense of that verse, it's saying, I was and am being crucified with Christ. It, it was a living sacrifice that Paul knew that he had to keep upon the 
altar of his heart. Like Elijah, when we're able to follow all the instructions of God, to do those things that he's calling us out of our life. And this was not an easy thing for him. But Elijah did it. Elijah was willing uh, to put his life at risk to go before King Ahab, who accused him of troubling the country, and to call him to a contest. Well, you and I need to be willing to respond to God as he calls after us and do those things that he requires out of us. And when we have done that, why then it doesn't take a long prayer to get the promise of God. In verse 36, it says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art the God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all of these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when the people saw it, they fell down on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. Why the Lord, when we have things in order, will hear and answer prayer. The Lord, He is the God. His promises will stand forever. The prophets of Baal, they had all tried all day in vain to prove that their way was right. Why well, you find even people today that will spend a lifetime trying to do something that they would feel has meaning. Often, anything rather than serving God. But it doesn't profit them. We can't attempt to go down two roads. Our loyalty cannot be divided. The Lord said in Matthew 6.24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Often we just think of mammon as money, but it is more than that. It can represent anything that, that we would lust after, anything that uh, our hearts would treasure as much or more than we treasure our relationship and our desire to worship God. Something that I, I think is so very notable uh, in this account is really how little time that it took the prophet Elijah. The prophets of Baal and of the grove, they, 
They had used up the entire day into the evening. Well, our days far spent at this point. We're here in the evening to be in the Lord's house. Well, Elijah, just in that time, was able to repair the altar of the Lord. He was able to put out a sacrifice, a complete sacrifice. He was able to prove his faith was in the living God by pouring water over it time and time again because he wanted the people to realize it was the true power of God that would come down. And then he was able to pray that prayer and get an answer from God. Think about that. You and I can have faith and confidence tonight, no matter where we're at, that just in a prayer meeting, in a brief amount of time, why whatever work that, that we need to do to get our, our heart in the right place with God, why that can be done here tonight. That can be done in the chair at home or at your sofa uh, when you bend your knee before the Lord. Why, if there needs to be some repair, we want to make those repairs. If there's something that we know that, that we have not taken care of yet with God, we want to purpose in our heart before the Lord that, that we're going to take care of that. We're going to make that commitment, that consecration. We can bend our knee, uh, those that have gathered here this evening, in, in the pew, the few that can gather around this altar. And in just a, a short amount of time, why the, that altar of prayer in our heart can be prepared and ready. And when it is, just like Elijah, when he prayed that prayer, Lord, I've, I've done all according to thy word. Why, you can know and trust that the God that answered by fire, he'll answer by fire here tonight. He'll come down. He'll consume that sacrifice. He'll grant you that need that you have in your heart. He wants to answer our prayer. Will you let him tonight? The song's 596. Whether you're at home, whether you pray in the pew, for those that can gather around the altar, let's come before the Lord. Let's take that time to make sure everything is in order and then trust that he's going to answer our prayer.